um, the new things now are to capitalize all of the titles on the albums. And yeah. I, that is, and like it was kind of trendy, I think, and not that many people do it, but it was still pretty popular. But now it's literally everybody. It's True. like if you ain't screaming your songs to the listeners. If you're not typing loud as hell, then honestly, your song don't mean shit. It don't slap. I feel like slap. I feel like that trend started around like 2012, 20, 2013 kind of like yeah. the yeah. all caps. Because the 1975 did that for a couple of their singles and stuff. They'd name them just all caps for no reason. Like their whole like website would be all caps. <laughs> after every single word, there'd be like slashes. Yeah. Which is why I started doing that. <laughs> I Trendy. Think, I think I did that when I would like post music on my Tumblr. <laughs> I would do that. Yeah, it makes it look more interesting. Like, you know, yeah. it makes the, the I'm an Arto. I'm better. the original Arto. The original. The original Arto. I have blunt things and I smoke American spirits and I know <laughs> records and I know things you don't know, bitches. Speaking of art hoes, welcome <laughs> to Deliciously Right On. <laughs> this is the show where we talk about culture and art and relate it to our lives and what it means to us and just talk about a bunch of nonsense too. Yeah. I'm your host, Alex Dyke, and with me are the co-hosts, Taylor Moore. Hello. And Angela Tortellini. Hey. Yes. <laughs> I think it's cool to put your song title in, like, all caps or, like, all underscore or something, but it's like, at the end of the day, it makes it hard to search for, <laughs> you know? Like... It's like, that's when, that's what the Google's for. It's like, Google just straight goes to the source of the words. It's like, all right, let's narrow this down. We don't need those dots and the dashes and the plus signs. You you gotta make your shit SEO friendly. Like, you gotta be thinking about that all the time now. Yeah, Yeah, they really teach you that at journalism school. Yeah? (laughs) As a project manager, there's more, you have to make a digital package and you have to think of like, a search engine friendly like headline oh. and sometimes you just make it as basic generic as the story is yeah. so it's like the latest one they did was like pig virus genetic pig genetic altering piglets <laughs> pig virus pig virus <laughs> they're talking about a pig virus it was this one of the it was a good story they did a really good job i was proud of them it sounds like a black sickness movie like you know how they're soul playing like pig viruses in the black sickness movie <laughs> it's like their contagion it's because it's everybody was eating pigs feet and they got sick it's pig virus oh my god is that the, the plot line of soul food yes it's like starring uh jack hay harry the sister sister sisters it's like a low-key reboot of that Tell me why my mama cried all throughout Soul Food, but did not cry at all during the Titanic. And she's like, I don't care about the white people. <laughs> exactly. She's like, what the fuck? Why is everyone crying? I can't watch the Titanic just solely because of the water rushing. Like, I have a... There's a phobia when you look at water and it makes you nervous. And I think I got that. And oh. therefore, I can't watch Titanic. But I've gotten over it a lot. Are you afraid of boats and stuff, too? Or just the water? Um, It's mostly wa- nighttime water. Like, I dream, okay. I dream a lot about drowning. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but every time I look it up, it's just like, you're overwhelmed. And I'm like, damn, dream book, you correct. And uh, <laughs> But no, it's like I, I used to drive by, you know, the Ohio River at night. And then I, I would, like, accidentally <coughs> look over and see the dark water. And I'm like, ooh, ooh. And then I would have a little palpitations. But then, you know, now I feel like I'm over it. You know, maybe I was just young, venturing out into Louisville, you know, 
alone in my car. Yeah. Well, we live in a scary place with, with lots of water nearby, so like, oh. yeah. I can definitely see Is that, that. why it's scary? Well, Maybe. I'm like, <laughs> I just remember every time I talk to an adult, they're like, before without that flood wall, we we wouldn't be safe. Because, I mean, that 37 flood took out most of this area, and that's very true. Yeah. So maybe it's just like like genetic trauma passed down because of Possibly. having family that had to survive. <laughs> had to survive. Yeah. Taylor, what is your biggest phobia? Like, what are you afraid of the most? Uh... When you think of like first, you the want, first thing you think. You want the of. goofy one, or do you want the existential one? <laughs> I feel like everybody's answer is death, low key. So what's like something completely different than that? I'm like terrified of birds. Oh, yeah. oh, like dead ass, like any size bird from the itty bitty to the big old eagles. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hate. That's my football team, the big old eagles. Fucking hate birds. A bird pooped on me when I was younger, <laughs> and people were like that means good luck, and I was like, I'm about to get the. Bird flu. The fuck? <laughs> While you were a child, but there was the bird flu. <laughs> I was like scared. I washed my arm. I was like, I don't like birds. And then geese. Fucking who allowed geese to exist? Why well, they got a beak and teeth? For no reason. <laughs> who pissed you off that much? You really need to grab them bread slices like like you weren't gonna fucking get it. Like, I gotta fucking catch it. It's gonna be right there. Moist and soggy for you. <sighs> Literally, like anytime they come near me, I like have a heart attack and I can't walk through Parent Park anymore. <laughs> oh no! I yeah, they are rather aggressive. Um, I can remember a time that I was pooped on in the second grade by a bird, and this girl she kept saying to me, "Bird, there's bird poop," but she was like mumbling and i also just couldn't hear her and i thought she said burp and i was like i didn't burp what are you talking about and she was like burp and i was like i did not burp and she was like no it's bird poop and i looked down and i was like yeah and everybody laughed at me and it was very dramatic oh my god <laughs> yeah but you know i mean i still fuck with birds i guess you know there's there's some you know that you know you'd rather not have to encounter like, yeah like not nah, fuck a bird what's fine on sight if i see one <laughs> so are you afraid of lizards no why would i be afraid of lizards well i mean they're related they're like the same thing okay the fuck? i'm sorry no, what a, i a feel like you need to read fly? a zoo book <laughs> nah zaboomafu did not fucking teach me that no. best believe that nah i think just you two have Period. zoo books and maybe the pages got mashed together as a mashup and you just were led wrong you're like no i just mean like dinosaurs or are lizards, but they're, they came from birds, too. Okay, but that's What's so like, many connections you skipped. and Yeah, yeah if you would have been like, bleakity blah 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 blee We gotta go from genus to species. I like, if you would have been like, bleep blah bloop, you afraid of lizards? Like, oh. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. But I'm not afraid of lizards. Okay. Like, I used to have a lot of birds. My mom is, was obsessed with birds. So, yeah, it was gross. <laughs> but she would have, um, like, all kinds. Like, we had an African gray once. It was really, really smart. It talked to us all the time. And we had a lot of like, um, fuck that. I don't want no bird talking back to me like that. Cockatees, cockatiels. Talking back, you can pay some bills. They're really (laughs) smart and they're easy to train. So that was kind of cool. Just watch them on YouTube. They're fascinating animals. Okay. Yeah. It's sad to have them though in your house. I think. I think they should be. Should be free. Yeah. So why are you fucking trapping birds for? He, it, you think child Alex was traveling with <laughs> birds? I think he was just there, you know. You know when you're know a child and you're just the, there. And I know why the caged bird sings. <laughs> Are you? Do you have a rational fear, Alex? I do. Of um, course you do. I'm obviously I'm really afraid of fire, but 
Um, oh, yes. I'm also really afraid of other deathly things like suffocating and stuff. But I was trying to think of something that's more interesting than death. I think really, I mean, it's still related, but I think I'm mostly afraid that, like, I won't have a thing to pass on, you know? Like, I won't be remembered after I'm gone. Oh, my God, he wants kids. No, not really that. Like, oh. I would like, like, records or something that oh. people would be like, oh. A legacy? I yeah, I want some kind of name, you know? Yeah. Not, like, necessarily for me. Merely just, like, I want to have something live on after I am gone. Yeah. So it, like, still affects people. I think that'd be Ooh, really cool. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I don't know. Mm. Mm. We love irrational fears. We love ex- exposing our souls <laughs> to one another. You know what that is? That's the first step of self-care. Is and it? welcome back to our self-care podcast. This is a self-care podcast. We want to be the face mask that you put on in your home. Exactly. <laughs> if you were a face mask, what kind of face mask would you be? What would be your scent and what would be your job? I would oh my God, a cup of coffee. <laughs> Why did I put that on the other day and that just straight up looked like doo-doo on your face? Like, felt good. I was woken. But also, I'm like, it looks like I have been shacked upon. Is that Lush? That oh, yeah, Lush. Lush. Yeah. Slash. We're not sponsored by Lush, but if they want to send a, a couple face masks, you know, your girl got oil in, these, in Husky. I love Lush. I would love it. Yeah. We would love to spon- be sponsored by Lush. Every time I go to Lush, there's always, like, really pretty girls that tell me I'm pretty, and I'm like, I just love you, too. Like, can we just I know. Around? They're so nice. Yes. Yeah. Be what would my uh, face mask be? Is, is it lo- oh, yeah, no, let, like let me give an example. If I was a face mask, <clears throat> I would be a citrusy scented one that okay. was deep cleaning. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'd be a coffee one with the grinds that helps exfoliate the weird dead skin on your face. Mm. Nice. That'd be, be, that's um, good. If he was one from Lush specifically, he'd be like angels on bare skin. Is that one? Is that, that is that? one of them. It's like one of the greeny ones with like the seeds and shit that exfoliates. Uh, yeah. And, like. I was gonna say like that face. Um, grapefruit with like a, a little kick of jalapeno for some reason. <laughs> you don't know why, but it feels I was like good. a white man, but a white man with spice. <laughs> Grape- grapefruit. Hey, let's think about this. Grapefruit jalapeno kind of sounds like a really nice cocktail. Yeah, that's what that's where like my nice, head was at. Yeah, sounds like a nice chicken wing sauce. Yeah, that'd be good too. Let's just make our own chicken wing sauces. We could have cauliflower wings for Alex. We could do yeah. Welcome know, to our cooking podcast where we we are deliciously right on. If we you want to, yeah, if you want to talk about us, food yeah. a little bit. Yeah, ooh, it's also guys, it is Thanksgiving week. Wow, Thanksgiving's tomorrow. We are on the nigh of Turkey Day. Thanksgiving Eve, bitches. Let us not think of our uh, our country's ancestors of uh, you know doing them natives and squanto wrong. Steal it uh, from the brown people. Yeah, let us think of how now we go and fight over hams in the aisles of your local quokka. That was a good episode of Dexter's Laboratory, not gonna lie. I'm sorry, I was thinking of a real experience when I used to work at Kroger and these old ladies was out here fighting over hams. I mean, throwing hands for hams. I forgot you worked at a grocery store, so like, yeah. those iconic things that happened at grocery stores probably happened at least oh, a couple shit, times there. Yeah. I mean, I remember, well, I worked in the part that wasn't like the hot plate part. The so, cold plate part? Well... Not really anybody's going to get sliced turkey on turkey day. So, honestly, I remember it was, like, right after I shaved my head, I was just in my beanie, kind of cold, and I opened up the oven, just sitting down, catching the heat out the oven while everybody was down to other and struggling. You know, I was just making my coin. It was fun. Um, we love a queen who gets her coin. Yeah. 
Yeah, but um, not really any other wild stories from besides that. But did you have to like confront people when they'd steal? Um. Well, there was more like inner crime, like within the workers, than <laughs> anything I ever had to witness. Like, there's definitely this lady, like that straight up would like go out, grab up all the markdowns, and then she would buy like half of them, and then take the other half and steal it, and then try to act like she didn't do it. And she would be like, I've been homeless before. I'm, I would never steal. And it's like, Ruby, we can see you, see you stealing literally right now. And then she'd be like, I'm so poor. I don't have any money. But like would buy cigarettes and eyeliner. And I'm like, girl, I can't feel bad for you right now. If you're going to like try to finesse and hustle, at least like do it better to where I can't see it literally. Yeah. Underneath wow. my nose. Because she was shorter than me too. Um. Yeah, but uh, usually I try to block out all that stuff and just think about like you know stuff and and gravy and cranberry jelly. Oh, oh you think about your other jobs and gravy and cranberry sauce? It's I like, know. Oh. I'm it's eating. I'm like I cannot remember the last time I wore anything of denim on Thanksgiving. It is all stretch your pants time. Remember Panera Bread had the turkey cranberry flatbread? Oh yeah. I think about that on a regular basis. That's a good one. I, uh, avocado I've, instead. I've eaten that a lot in my lifetime. It's yeah. so good. It's yeah, like, the, and people get mad when they get rid of it. Right. And we're like, it's you're asking for it, and it's March right now. Right. Will you shut up? If you're a real stan, you would have known we discontinued that, Sarah. But you didn't. Sucks to suck, beach. Do you Remember? enjoy eating Thanksgiving dinner with your families? I do. Now that I can appreciate majority of the food now, because I used to be like a picky eater. Like, I don't like sweet potatoes. I don't like dressing. <laughs> now I'm just like, damn. Gobble, gobble. Both of them slap. Yeah. High key. So like, I don't know. I got into dressing when I tried stuffing, stovetop stuffing. Is there like a the, difference? I thought they were the same thing. Like, stovetop stuffing is like cornbread and whatnot and like pretty like moist but not like moisty moist and like dressing is like moisty moist because it has like bread and chicken in it it's <sighs> is that the difference it's the difference it's so huh. it's so good like it's so how do you do stuffing. thanksgiving as a vegetarian how do we how do we do it um, just don't make any of the meat just make all the sides yeah and just yeah. do like extra side stuff and then like some years i've had like tofurkey turkeys that sounds disgusting yeah they're kind of gross i don't really like them honestly <laughs> they don't make a good one but that i've had mm. but um it was nice to have something that was similar to turkey there because it kind of tastes like it but it's also like kind of dog foodie um ah. but as far as like the food goes yeah i love eating thanksgiving thanksgiving food's the shit i love because it's good when it's cold too like even the yeah. stuffing i'll fucking just take a fork and grab it out of the, the yeah. fridge oh the gosh. next day but um, uh, no. I'm thirsting over this food tomorrow <laughs> and the leftovers I'm about to have. Slap. It's like the only day you're excited to have leftovers. This year, we're not doing the turkey for our Thanksgiving. Instead, we're doing my favorite chicken dinner or chicken meal where it's like cream of mushroom and chicken. It's so Like as a casserole? No. So like it's a whole ass roasted chicken and then you just pour the cream of mushroom soup on top of it and you bake it interesting chicken be falling off the bone it's a nice creamy <laughs> taste to it like your face can never uh, it wow. slaps one of my favorite chicken dishes what's your favorite food at thanksgiving angie um like i'm the ultimate cranberry jelly stand like yeah 
people be like, no, you got to have whole cranberries. And I'm like, I'm here to tell you, I will literally fight on site over my cranberry sauce. <laughs> and generally, I somehow I'm always the first to take the first slice. So, like, I just know I'm, I'm always triggered when I have my butter knife because I'm like, how thick do I want to do it? Can I keep the line straight? Is there going to be a big old dip? <laughs> you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, I honestly should really just be purchasing my own can because that's what I want to eat. The entire can alone. How's <laughs> this one cylinder, like approximately 18 ounce can going to serve this entire large family of mine? Like, no, do you understand I'm trying to become one with this jellied cranberry like <laughs> it's bro it's gotta be mostly sugar like now that i think about eating a cranberry and eating that jello they are definitely not the same flavor i don't know what i'm eating <laughs> it's not really cranberry it's a lie but it's fine yeah it's wow. good though it's a vibe yeah but my grandma's setup for thanksgiving is always so wild and specific it's you go into you just walk in and it's like she has like an island countertop and there's crudite table crudite table i mean platter the platter of the vegetables there's like pickles and carrots and a dressing Mm. she also has potato chips Mm. there's the cranberry sauce then macaroni green beans the stove has the hot (laughs) rolls and a hot roll pan sweet potatoes Mm. then there's the like the main meat the main turkey it's like there's even more like i'm just like i don't think i've ever assessed how much i genuinely like inhaling like buckets on ducats of calories (laughs) 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 like you just it's one of those times where you're like i gotta go for a walk you know to walk off all that meat before you get the meat swiss (laughs) (laughs) yeah Lately, I've been such a pussy. If I feel like I've eaten too much food, my body would just be like, nigga, throw this shit up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I got out of bed, and my head's like, nigga, throw this shit up. And I just threw it up. And I was like, no, my Dairy Queen. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> she slapped for when no one else did. Mm. was so mad. Throwing up's really sad. It's me to throw it up. That's how my October has been going. Your October? You know, because we haven't seen each other. Yeah. Well, first of all, we haven't seen each other since I went to school earlier this year. And then we tried to record episodes in, like, late September, early October. And the universe was like, these are shits. <laughs> and destroyed the files. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Yeah. So now we're like, let's do some, like, October spooky episodes. And timing just didn't work out. Yeah. But now we're here so we can recap our spooky October. What'd you do, Alex? What'd yeah, you do in October? Yeah, let's start with you because you went on some trips, nigga. Well, I saw Halloween. Oh, yes. I was there. We saw yeah. it together. I, no. Have you seen it? You haven't seen the new oh. Halloween? You can still talk about it. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it was good to see in theaters. I feel like if you saw it any other way, it wouldn't have been the same. Also, it was yeah. definitely written by Dana McBride. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I was actually surprised at how Dana McBride it was, and I was not mad about it i was like okay like this humor is good i think was there was it i weird just felt jokes? like it was literally just him like because i've seen some yeah. movies that have him in it and he's been you know his improv that was contributed to it or just him being a writer i'm just like i feel like it's just him talking like literally his voice and i just kept it was hearing it on the underlying file um i like i loved jamie lee curtis in it oh yeah queen we stand 
And I can never remember the other actress's name. Um, the, Judy Greer? Yeah, Judy Greer. She was awesome, too. Yeah. Um, it was a good movie. I, I'd give it like an eight-ish, you know? Like, I think it was like perfectly what it should have been. It wasn't yeah. like too good. It, like, <laughs> it didn't surpass my expectations. It like met them exactly, and I was happy with that. Like, I I think they wrote it the best they could for having it be, like, a weird, you know... To kind of make it, I think, relevant. Yeah. Exactly. Because there still has to be the things where it's like, oh, no, don't do that, you know? Yeah. Because otherwise, it's like, you can't be, like, in the horror movie, like, as the person. Like, you've got to be surprised. Yeah. That's right. I watched a lot of... um, horror movies and shows during October like pretty much every night Megan and I would boot up something like um, we watched a lot well we watched Stranger Things a lot too which I kind of count it's like scary-ish you know I use it to fall asleep because it's so calming to me yeah but it's very it's very um, october though just because of the yes. whole setting and everything mm-hmm. and it's I love how how much it feels like Indiana. Like, it's oh, yeah. literally Indiana to a yep. T. It's so good. Whenever there's just any show that's set here, I'm like, yes! Yes. Corn, love it! <laughs> what else happened in October? I feel like I just mostly stayed home. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been working a lot, and I've been pretty broke, so I've just been, like, yeah. trying to pay my bills and work right. that grind and... Um, I played a bunch of video games. I mean, yeah. I recently played Spider-Man. Love that. Oh, the, the one where you take pictures? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I played it and beat it. I, I love that a lot. Um, it could be better. It could be deeper. It's pretty, like, superficial. It yeah. just feels like you're playing, like, a movie, kind of. But, like, it's... For what it is, it's awesome. Because you can be on top of this huge building, and it, like... The tallest building in New York, and it's a pretty realistic representation of New York, it feels like. from I've never been there, but it felt like I was in New York. Yeah. And you can jump off the building and go all the way down to the ground and land, and there's people there walking around. They're, they're right there. Like, you just traveled a mile, <laughs> and they're, they're all, like, living their lives. It's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. a fun game. I, I enjoyed the story, um, and the voice acting was good, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout-outs to... Um, the guy who played Spider, Yuri uh, Lowenthal. So like, he does a lot of voice acting for animes and stuff. He's mm. really good. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Did that horse game come out? Red Dead Redemption 2? <laughs> that horse game? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not a gamer. Yes. Um, I've been playing that too, actually. And it's made me um, feel really spoiled. Because it's made by Rockstar, who made Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And their games are always so dense and like full of people who are actually are like really doing things in the world and like it just feels like you're in like a real actual world when you're playing their games because it's so realistic in a way like you have to pick up something to look at it and you have, yeah. if you have a map you have to look at the map and it's like it, there's just so many like little details like that I love um, you have to like brush your horse and take care of it and feed it and, and same with your person you have to like bathe yourself and take uh, like your haircuts and whatnot. it's really good that's so nice. It's so good. You can't have no stank ass on this game. I wish... The only thing I... The only criticism of this game is that you can't be a woman. You have to play as a white dude. And I'm like, 
I understand that they wanted to write their own story, but like they've done that since 2000 when they came out with Grand Theft Auto One. Like, why can't there be a woman in one of their games that's a main character? Yeah. I've not that far though. There's they haven't treated women too badly yet. Like they actually the writing's been pretty okay. Um, they and they have a. I just went on a mission with one of the girls in my gang, and she's like gonna be my partners now so that's cool at least like she's at least out there shooting and doing stuff with me she's not like a all the other girls stay at home and do the laundry for us and stuff like that but it's i guess that's realistic to what what was happening back then yeah Mm -hmm. i'm interested to see their portrayal of um natives and of more black people because so far there haven't been that many there i just got to a big city like an actual city city and there's a lot more um diversity there i was happy when i got that yeah. that, that happened because you start off in like the mountains and then you work your way to the small town and i'm like man there's a lot of white people i haven't seen like, i got like a couple of my crew yeah. couple of people who are different but um yeah then we got to the city and there was like a whole district of people yeah. there's no white people i'm like yes <laughs> this is interesting i want to see what i want to see how the writing treats them and what what's going on with that like yeah, if it's tasteful or if it's mm-hmm. problematic we'll see i'll report back Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. Keep us posted, fam. Yeah. How was your October, Angela? Um, well, I think I tried to do like a Halloween movie every day challenge. Mm-hmm. And then uh seasonal depression came in like what a bitch, here's a pumpkin to your face, you better sit your ass down <laughs> and I was like, Well, alright. So I I, I start I, I did a lot, I think. I was watching you know, I usually watch like the family Halloween movies like I don't I'm not Hocus against Pocus. uh well I don't I don't even think I really watched that one this year cause hmm. Bette, Bette, Bette Midler was uh saying some stuff she shouldn't have been saying oh, and no. I was like it's not the same now damn cause she had not waited 30 more days so we could just have a wholesome October whatever that's Shit. something you can google at home anyway uh <laughs> I've seen that movie every year of my life so it's not like I'm missing anything um but I don't dislike horror I just don't enjoy it. It's just kind of whatever for me. Like, there's some things where I'm like, ooh, thrillers, yeah. But for the most time, it's just they try to get you scared by it being dark. But whenever there's a movie that's just dark, I fall asleep. So, <laughs> so, uh, so like, what's your what's your favorite, like, October or horror movie? Like, what's your favorite, what's your must-watch that year? A must-watch? You're, like, two or three of them. Definitely, um... It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Because I mean, slapper. That soundtrack went off. Okay. <laughs> Vince Guaraldi, he knew what to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like that's that's one. Um, uh, I don't know. There's like literally so many. I watched Beetlejuice this year. Nice. For yes. the first time in a really long time. Good choice. And then it made me think about how I didn't realize I really like live-action Tim Burton movies. And, like, I watched um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which was his... Tim Burton's, like, first directorial debut. And I loved watching that movie as a child because before Disney started to, like, make sure they were creating their own content and profiting off of that versus just airing old movies. Like, before that, they used to play, like, adult movies all of the time. Like, like Pee-wee's Big Adventure was on Disney Channel all the time and just like that's wild you know how Tim Burton like just kind of always has like 
weird looking style wise like yeah everything Beetlejuice feels fantastical and, Batman. Yeah, Beetlejuice was his second movie and Pee Wee's Big Adventure was his first and if you just watch them right back to back like aesthetically it's just similar even though wow. they're two completely different things and Beetlejuice scared me as a kid like I, I yeah. still feel weird about um, that weird little snake face and like yeah like yeah and i don't know why i loved it like thinking that i don't even like horror now but i was watching beetlejuice and loving it like that doesn't really make a lot of sense i don't know i guess just the fact it's so obviously cartoony maybe that's where my brain dissected like the reality versus you know my brain being imaginative of a dream world Mm -hmm. but i think i did see something when i was younger that scared me, but I don't know what it was. But I had this dream where was it? Cena Chucky? No. <laughs> <laughs> there was a dream I, a recurring dream where I, I wasn't even in my dream, but like random people that were like celebrities and family members were in the dream, and it was like a movie playing, and they would like just get sucked into holes. And, like, they would just walk around and, like, get sucked into holes. And it was terrifying to me. And I'm like, was that in a movie? And I took that and made a dream of it with people I knew. And it was terrifying to me. But other than that, I can't really remember experiencing, like, a horror movie that scared me. It was something that I saw an accident and then my brain created its own horror movie. Like, how wild. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Taylor, what's your favorite October movie? I didn't get to tell you about my October recap. Well, then lead into it with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you ruined the mood now. <laughs> it's fine. What did um, you do in October? What did you do? Who did you see? What did you watch? For the first time, and since I've been in college, I was sober for Halloween. Wow. Normally around like every Halloween, I get what the t- kids call blackout drunk. And ah. d- d- terrible. The first time... That I got like blackout drunk on Halloween, that depression kicked in like a bitch, and I was so rude to my friend. And oh. I, so I was like, "You don't understand what it's like to be the awkward kid in high school. You perfect." And he was like, "Fuck you, Taylor." And then I thought he was just gonna leave me there to get ran over by a car. I was laying in the streets, wilding. Oh my god! And then the second time I blacked out, I just don't remember because I passed out and then woke up throwing up. Then <laughs> asked my pledge, like, "Can you take me home, please? Since you're already here." And he goes. I had to do homework and I was like it's 3 o'clock in the fucking morning please take me home he's like nah man so I called an Uber Uber came threw up in the Uber <laughs> did you tell me you threw up at the side of the window I tried to go out the side of the window but it went through like where the window bloop bloop comes up and down you so threw got, up in this man's door window and listen his- here oh no then he took out $150 out of nowhere tried to fight it and then I was like mm, plan mm. they charged you he what he charged you $150 for throwing up in his car yeah bullshit that's so much I know right extra so the way I got my money back was that I told Chase that I don't know who took out this $150 but I for sure so didn't do that and they got me a new card and my money back wow Wow. <laughs> Shout out to Chase. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the time when I accidentally paid for Tinder for a month and then it kept coming out for two months and then I was like, hey, 
don't know what happened. It was only supposed to pay for one month, and now it's doing two. And then somehow the lady was like, so somebody hacked your account, and they paid for a Tinder? And then they took off all the charges. I got that premium luxury for two wow. months for free. <laughs> real, real quick, a Tinder tangent. Did you all know that they give, like, the people who get a lot of likes, they give them free, like, accounts? Probably. They give them, like, free gold and shit. They're like, oh, you got a lot of likes. We're going to make it, like... That's fucking sad. That's so weird. Like, could you imagine a dating app? You still have found no one, but you got the most likes. That's sad. That's honestly what people care about probably more. Getting likes. That's why people pay for fake likes on their Instagram pictures. And now the internet's <laughs> cracking down to kill those bots. So you can't even have your fake likes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why would you like free promote times 3000 like in your picture? Like, doesn't that seem embarrassing to you? I would rather the account be connected to an actual face that's real. Mm. But whatever. Did you use Tinder at all in October? I use Tinder. (laughs) It stresses me out (laughs) to the nth degree. Yeah. Because some people are just boring at making conversation. And I just want to ask, because the journalism hops out when I just ask random questions. (laughs) And it's like, what's your, uh, this is my go-to line of starting a conversation. What's your favorite movie? That's a hard choice. Okay. And then I break down each type of movie. It's like, what's your favorite Disney movie? And then it's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Then we talk about that. And then I go, it's like, action movie? Because I don't watch a lot of action. Okay. Comedies. And you just break down each genre. That's how I get my conversations going. And then they're just like, okay, what do we do now? I'm like, the fuck you want to do? I've been trying to talk to you this whole time, trying to make these money moves, and you over here just being like, what's going on? It's because people want false intimacy versus an actual relationship. Exactly. And I'm just like, I'm here for the real intimacy, closeness, loving, caring, supportive. Sadly, you can't actually get that over a phone. And if you have a relationship that you actually got off of Tinder, you are a very small minutia of the users, so you don't count. Or Bumble. Bumble stresses me out, too. Because then the girl has to make the move. And it's like, what if you, she feeling you, but she's not like to the point of, let us let me send a message for you. Because then it's just like, well, sorry, shorty. I mean, that's just both of you taking L's, so it's not even... Also, someone on Tinder found my Instagram and then, like, followed me. And then I was like, hi, how did you get my Instagram? You seem not like a bot. He's like, oh, it's from Tinder. And I was like, oh, word. Oh, I'm nice. glad to say I have not had Tinder genuinely on my phone since the beginning of the year because I had someone who was low-key half-stalkering me, and I was like, nope, not today, not in this life, not in 2K18, I'm over this. I downloaded it twice as a joke while traveling, but it's still just as sad when you ain't even really trying to look for love, so I'm just like, I'll just keep taking my L. This 2018 for me has been a giant L, but whatever. I'm like, there's no. But when 2019, it's gonna be different because people who say that are just lying to themselves. I'm not lying to myself. I'm just being real. Um, whatever. Going with the flow. Water signs. Hashtag cancers. <laughs> yep. I'm taking the L. I'm taking the. What L. music did you listen to, Taylor? Because you were talking about a lot of music to me. What haven't I been listening? <laughs> oh my god. It's just been a great year of music. It's been too much for me. I don't even know. Like, so yeah. many Recent, of mine have been changed. 
recently no name dropped some shit she did uh <clears throat> vince staples fm dropped some shit yep she oh did. had a feature from e40 on there it was wild earl sweatshirt had a track which also came to him releasing his own shit mm-hmm. um billy eilish who i've been really getting into has just released silent slappers after silent slappers all throughout 2018 i was like damn she slaps is Earl Sweatshirt's new release just called like some songs or something? Yes, like that? some rap songs. <laughs> some rap songs. What a mood! I'm so mad that I didn't go through the same odd future phase as everyone else in 2013. <laughs> but now I'm now I listen to old. He's like this shit slaps. I was like, why was I so sleep? It's because I hit my light skin phase early. <laughs> I was too busy quoting J Cole, Kendrick, and Drake lyrics. Like I could relate to these almost grown ass men talking about love, but instead <laughs> I could have related to Odd Future's awkward ass. No, I was mad, and I got introduced to Frank Ocean later than everyone else. I didn't know about Nostalgia Ultra. Recently dipped into that Strawberry Swing, slaps. Yes. Yeah. So much music. I've it's so much. Daniel Caesar dropped a new track. Ooh. It's called Ooh. Uh, Who Hurt You? Oh. About some stripper named Priscilla. And it's like Priscilla, you so lucky. Wow. Did oh. you put I bet you put her thong in his gap. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably yeah, his, oh. his fetish. Right? <laughs> Ew. I can't. Uh. Um my latest playlist for the fall season has been low key hours. Oh, did you make it yourself? I did make it myself. <laughs> so it just has basically like low-key, wavy tracks. Some Kevin Abstract. Some Claro. You should make it public. So it is. listeners can check it out on Spotify. And go listen to Apple Music. No, he, Taylor has playlists literally all the time. And I'm always like, how does he have the time to do this? <laughs> and it's so good every I time. have... How many did I make? So I have... <laughs> I have the stuff I made for Teak. And then I have like six, seven. I like the wavy one. Um, I have Loki Hours, Fight on Sight. <laughs> that was a good one too. Unapologetically Black for Black History Month. <laughs> Sad Boy Hours. Um, <laughs> Summer Nights. Chill Wave 4804. Yeah, that's. What, okay, what are those numbers? What does that mean? It was a class that we took. It was for another party. We had a 4804 party in journalism. And so I made the playlist and made it public. And I was like, here we go. And then I have one of my first ones that's called Mad Wavy. Ah. With um, Caliucci's Brent Fayez, who also released an EP. I fucking love that man. He's so good. He's great. Uh, there's so much music came out in the fall season. It's like. Uh, let me uh, stand on my soapbox and talk about Mariah fucking Carey. Nice. Oh my god. Did it slap? This bitch said caution, and I didn't even listen. She told me to have caution, and I was not cautioned. I was shook the whole time. Like. This is her best work, I'd say, since The Emancipation of Mimi. Ooh, is that iconic? Yes, it is only like 36 minutes long, and every song is a hit, literally just hitting you with the talent and the greatness. The best song on the whole album is uh, Giving Me Life, featuring Slick Rick, produced by Dev Hines, Blood Orange. Yes. What? Like Blood I, Orange and Mariah Carey, what a yeah! It's just as good as you would think. And then there's a Timbaland production Shit. track. Out of loss, if the Jermaine Dupri was on there, I'm pretty sure he is. Of course he you is. You can hear the brat in the background. She she wasn't playing. I it's so good, too much. Love her, and everybody tries to kill her every year by making fun of her on New Year's Eve or. 
talking about something else. And it's like, you cannot kill her. She's the ultimate, the number one of number ones. She will, you cannot, don't come for her. Exactly. She's an Aries, like, don't. She's an Aries? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. What? Me, Mariah Carey? I'm pretty sure. Same signs. Same. And I just can't believe that we both got the And she stays side. relevant, too. She knows who the young folks are. She has this track with Tad Allison and Gunna on oh there, too. God. Like She's like, I know who's hip. It's I loved her awesome. remix with Unforgettable with Swaley and French Montana. I was like, damn. Alex, what did you listen to? Yeah, what did you listen to? Well, as per usual, I've been waiting patiently for this 1975 album, and they keep putting out singles. They've had like six of them for this album already, and um, it comes out in it comes out on the 30th. It's called a the 30th of November. Brief history of online relationships. A I brief think. inquiry into online relationships. Yeah, I have that in my like. It's gonna download whenever it drops, pre-order. I'm so excited. Um, it's going to be a bop, and he, Maddie's already said that it's going to be a double album. Like, the first part is releasing now, and they're going to release more next year sometime. Love it. Which is wild, but I'm excited about. Anderson Pack released Oxenerd, and... He did. Yeah. That yeah. shit. <laughs> Best track is Six Summers. And I was like, this is a direct dig at our president, but in a cool, wavy way. And I was like... I was like, wow, he is uh, taking names. He says, I'm taking everyone in the White House personally and i was like damn nigga yeah he's just he's great just amazing also another uh, trilogy to add into the hip-hop books negro swan by blood orange is a great album the whole thing it's so cool i love how it's like it feels like each song has multiple songs within it they're like mini songs and then yes. there's like different moods where he'll like have a drum beat play throughout the whole song but the song will change yes and just or stuff like that and mm-hmm. it, it sounds like a lot it from what i read he did a lot of the production like just on a laptop like on the road going to other people's places to collaborate and stuff so it's pretty yeah. low-key but it sounds so good like he kills it artists. he knows how to do a low-res turn up oh, yeah. yeah there's yeah. so many like strings and stuff on this album it's yeah really, He's really so weird good saxophone all over it yeah jazzy cool breezy fun i literally just looked in my new music folder on my apple music and i forgot i basically every friday i work i listen to like two new albums and it's pretty wonderful um okay creed 2 soundtrack produced by mike will made it wow okay also, The Greatest Showman Reimagined. Out of nowhere, a movie that came out last year just randomly remixed. Fabulous, fantastic, what? City Girls. Oh my god. City Girls, JT in jail, and they just dropped a whole album, then there's a song called Twerk featuring Cardi B. What? Wait, there's uh, a new new City Girls? Yeah, it's called uh, Girl Code. Oh. It's amazing. Also, Tyler, the creator, uh, produced and uh, did tracks for the new Grinch movie, and they're all insanely amazing. Wow. Tyler, the creator, is, I can't, I love him uh, so uh, much, and he's so good, I can't. But you're not Jaden. I'm like, okay, y'all, y'all, y'all together or not, you play with my emotions. I can't handle it. I can't handle our get together. Why do you both have to be trolls? Say yes or no. Don't lie to us. Don't tease me. Our viewer question for the day is Jaden Smith and Tyler Creator dating. Comment down below. Yeah. 
write in. Let us know what you think. Damn, I didn't like that voice. That sounded like a, a light skinned R and B boy band group. From the, I was B two K. I was there. like Raz B and Lil and my mindless behavior. Leave leave them boys alone. I also uh, I wanted to ask you both. How do you um, consume music? Because Taylor, you have so much all the time, and Angie, yeah. you too. Like I know you said, like when you open at work, you listen to music usually. You listen to, like two albums a day, yeah. every time. I consume music when I can. So like I'll wake up every morning, put on my little like Bluetooth speaker, just do a little, just dance to some music. So the morning is like a, a the mo- the moment it happens. Moment's mostly. a good time when I'm driving in the car or like have my headphones in. Song has to be bopping. Like I have to feel like I'm a I'm in an action movie, walking with like dope ass music in the background. <laughs> so there's that, and it depends on like what mood I'm in. And then sometimes I'll wear out a song over and over so I get it out of my head, but I just end up keep singing it. Yeah. Like when Kanye West and Lil Pump's I Love It came on, I was like, this song sucks. But I had it in rotation. I was like, this song is a sex positive anthem slapper. Let's give it up for Kanye. And then I was like, but wait, this man's always been freaky since college dropout. True. Yeah. It's great though. It was It's a slapper of a song. How do I consume it? Yeah, I'd say weekly, cause like I have ADD so bad and low key narcolepsy. So like me <laughs> catching me conscious at any time, and you're not Jeopardy. Like you, you gotta be, you know, close, close to me and my desires. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. Well, I wish I could retain more, but uh, unmedicated, it's harder. <laughs> but like sometimes when I have like a nice little chill weekend. I'll sometimes just like look at music videos too and like these recent rounds of like music videos that have been coming out people aren't playing no more Billie eilish is like a top one the one where she's crying the blood the spiders um her live vivo session for bitches broken heart she's gonna be a superstar that scares me because she's a child <laughs> i know that's crazy but like Remember back in the days of like JoJo, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, just they were all exploited. <clears throat> Therefore, it's always bad. <laughs> yeah, so. you know who is you know who needs to be a star? Holy Child. Have you guys listened to Holy Child yet? I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, they just put out a new song called Bathroom Bitch, and the <laughs> first lyrics are "I want to fuck you in the bathroom." It's just a good song. <laughs> great mood that's a high key that's a mood yeah holy child holy child yeah one word we've talked about him before because you guys made the comment about how it's a it's a girl and a guy and it's like churches purity ring oh my god yes like like christian Ah, here's bathroom bitch let me just download that really really good um i think they're putting a new wow look at that yeah they're cute they're amazing i saw them with uh walk the moon uh 2017 or no, 2016. Um, That's another not even fair. They're so hot. Person I've been listening to recently is uh, I just got turned on to this person by my friend Haley at work, Del Water Gap. It's like this when this guy from Brooklyn who writes songs and he's just so cute and like the the lyrics. Like really is good. it like a never shout never cute? Um, no, the the songs are more like dream like lushy like pop kind of like i love just dream like, pop yeah if you're into dream pop there's this group i'm gonna go see in april they're called laney yes i love them i malibu nights is the best breakup album and i'm a big fan of breakup albums like it's so like opening up with thick and thin and i was like 
wow, this is like 90s, new kids on the block, bippity bop. See, I was sleeping. Taylor woke me up today. I said, what do you mean, boys dancing? Uh, and here we are. Their video's super far. They're just like colors slap. The choreography simplistic. Like, I could do that. It's like, what a, what a band. Taylor, we've been trying to plan your musical career for as long as I've known you, and we've yet to have a jump off. <laughs> yes. We were I was supposed to be a one-hit wonder teen sensation like yeah. Soldier Boy, and it never happened. I had yeah. supportive friends. Who wanted to see me I can grow. produce the track. If you are ready to write this, we can do it. Yeah. And uh, let's see. It was like, you're almost 21. So, like, you got to be, like, college. You got to be aimed at the college kids now. Oh, my God. Am I going to be the next Asher Roth? No. No one's Asher Roth anymore. Asher Roth also gave me, like, high expectations of college. And I'm pretty mad. So did Schoolboy Q, Odd Future, and Kid Cudi in 2011. I'm so mad at all of them. There's like no actual interpretation of college or school. I don't know. The best one in like the media so far has been Grownish because Grownish yep. is like very relatable. Mm -hmm. That second episode where she was like, I'm going to take out on. I was like, oh my God, that's for real. My mom was like, is that real? I was like, I know six kids in my class who take out on on a regular. And, I mean, they're tackling the real issues, like people on campuses fighting for... Safe spaces. Yes, and... The colors of dating in college is disgusting. It's yeah, crazy. But I'm like, that's not even just college. Now it's bleeding out into the real world. It's disgusting. But it's, like, the most realistic invitation of college. And, like, it's, sometimes it can get a little corny, but, like, it makes sense. Did Why? you say corny? A little corny. Yeah. But, like, it's a good type of corny. Are you talking about American Horror Story? Oh, my God. I did watch that, though. Jesus Christ. But, no, we were talking about depictions of college, i.e. grownish. Oh, yeah. So. Actually, there's this secret, not secret, low-key underrated depiction of college that was actually a Judd Apatow-produced show it's called Undeclared, and it had one season, and it came out in, like, 2001, I think. That was, like... And it was canceled after one season, and it used to be, like, on Netflix, and I used to watch it all the time, only just one season. It was basically, like, the college version of Freaks and Geeks. That's exactly what it is. It starred Jay Baruchel, and there's... Yeah. Seth Rogen? Yes, I think he's on there, too, actually. Um, I used to watch it all the time, like, it was on Netflix back in, like, 2012, and I'm being so triggered right now, because I used to watch it so often, and I'm sad, and I want to go home and watch that now. Doesn't Jay Baruchel have, like, like, weird, like, anxiety about his career because that show didn't take off or something? Like, he's, like... That sounds accurate. <laughs> Isn't he, um... Was, was he the main character? Yeah. Jay Baruchel said, but I was talking about the How to Train Your Dragons. He's, like, Toothpick? Oh, Toothpick? No, what's his name? <laughs> Toothless is the name of the... First of dragon. all, I said hell horse. It's a <laughs> dragon. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. America Ferreira's in that movie. Oh. I've never gotten into that franchise. But, I mean, he's got How to Train Your Dragon money, so honestly, does he even care what he right. does now? On DreamWorks and Netflix, because it is a Netflix show. Is he on the Netflix show? Yes. Wow. Damn, he's getting chugs. We love Jerry Barra's show. If you ever want to be a guest on our podcast... I was really obsessed with him for a Come while. On. It was like him and Jesse Eisenberg at the same time. Oh, my 
If you can't tell what my type is. The Social Network slapped. That's one of my favorite movies. Can we, we need to do a solid episode on that because I will literally uh, pull up a beer and a chair and tell you about that. <laughs> it's one the whole movie? Uh, the yeah. whole fu- scene per scene is my favorite movie. Like I quote that yeah. movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was wow. like yeah. sad my freshman year of college, so all my friends left. So I put in the social network DVD, laying in bed in my room alone, just quoting it, and it's like a million dollars is good. Is that David you know Fincher? Yeah, David Fincher and David Aaron Fincher Sorkin, Sorkin and Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor and yeah. Yeah, I love that. That soundtrack is that really good. Hand covers bruise. Where you at? That that gave me a good expectation. That gave me a high expectation to college too. Like that. Yeah, your song friends are fake and they'll screw you over. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's that song that reminds me of college. Dun, Did you dun, dun. either one of you watch Maniac? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I've been waiting Jonah to talk Hill about this and show. Emma Stone. Yes. Yeah. I watched the first episode and I my brain almost had a headache and I was like I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. I'm I smart enough. <laughs> oh my god. It went off, and it didn't have to. Everyone did great. Emma, Jonah, Sally Field, Justin Trudeau. Thoreau? Hang on. Thoreau. (laughs) (laughs) Justin Thoreau. Everyone slapped. Everyone was great. And it was directed by the guy who directed It, right? Yes. I think he was a writer. Did he direct it? Cary Fukunaga? Yes. He's doing the next Bond movie. He oh. directed this movie called Sinombre that also goes off. That movie Sinombre? is a lot of these people who crossing over the border to get to America for a safer place. But like, it's a weird Romeo and Juliet type of thing. It's very sad. It's so good though. Also from our religion and films class, because oh. it displayed the apocalypse. Shout out to that class. It was amazing. But anyway, yeah, Maniac, he was just a writer on it. But yeah, Maniac slapped. Because he's only done. He's only directed a few things. He's still a new, freshly yes. like a new director even though he's been in the film industry for a while it's weird what's your favorite episode from maniac because i have mine like already (laughs) hard question i i'm trying to think um i base it off the scenarios yeah okay i think i think my favorite honestly was the episode with the bird no that's not the bird what were they returning the monkey yes that was my favorite episode (laughs) too episode three because it was like i was like we're really off the deep end and i was like oh my god Huh? Was it a lemur? It was a lemur, yes. Listen, I gotta, I gotta say, I watched the show in Denver on vacation. So I was really lit the whole time I watched the show. <laughs> but it was a good time. Oh no, my friend was my was like, Taylor, let's get lit and watch it. And I was like, I want to be sober to experience it. And my fucking ass did. Woke up, did laundry, and that's what I did was watch Maniac all morning. Third episode with the lemur. And like the, it was just like good. Like I could watch that as a solid show. And then it got deep at the end. I was like... Because everything tied back to the... It does a lot of, like, big hula hoop tiebacks around. It's like, it all goes back to the start. And it's like, oh, my God. My brain ain't big enough for that. Uh, I think it's a career highlight for Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Yes, I definitely... I agree for both of them. Those are my babies. Jonah Hill's my baby. I love him so much. And, uh... I didn't know I was a low-key stand because I saw Moneyball. And I was like, damn, that was his first serious role. Sonoya Mizuno. Is uh, Dr. Azumi Fujita. She, and was, she was amazing. <laughs> she cracked me up. Yeah. She's like, you just jealous because I'm in love with your son. And she's like, bitch, what? And she just goes and kisses him. He's like, I just went to blind. Uh, it's a good show. Yeah. It, not, it's good. I 
I had a couple issues with it, but I think you would really like it if you watched it, Angie. Like, if you watch it through. I don't think cool. I could binge watch it. I think that's one of those shows I need to do weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, it depends. Some episodes you can, but, like, sometimes it gets, like, too deep. And some of them are weird. Like, a couple of episodes are, like, 49 minutes or whatever, and then some of them are, like, 30 or 20 something. Like, there's, yeah. there's a couple of, like, short ones. It's not that long. It's really good. Yeah. Mm. But it will hit, literally hit you in your feels. Because they're both characters who deal with, like, mental illness. So I think Jennifer has schizophrenia, and, like, Emma Stone has, is a drug addict. Mm. It's wild. But, yeah. Can we talk about my baby Jonah Hill and his first directorial bull? Direct- yeah. <laughs> Fucked it up. Directorial <laughs> debut! I did not get a chance to see the 90s. Um, me either. Let me uh, tell you to do that. It's mid-90s. Uh, I'll, like in the trailer, it's like, knock it out of the park! Masterpiece! First try! And I am here to retweet that. Uh, I saw that on election night because it was like, well... Is if the world's going down, I'm not gonna be involved. Let's go to the movies, and I watched it, and my heart. It's a definitely a good boy movie. Like boys, you gonna love this movie because of the boy stuff, and and but it's also like a perspective that I think is to teach, and a lot of people found it problematic that they he had the, like the boys call each other gay and stuff but it's literally in the 90s when people did that and nobody talked about it being bad so it's it is bad because he is trying trying to show you how bad it was and how it's good now that we know that it's bad yeah i um i was wondering about this the other day how do you represent a time period accurately and show like racism or misogyny or sexism but like not in a bad way like how is what's the tasteful way to do that basically take any real issue and give it like an outrageous genre to be in like racism set in like a superhero world or like oppression of some sorts based in like sci-fi but how would you how would you do like a realistic one how would you do one that is set i mean you have to be like a historical do you mean like not to if not they, offending people if they don't want the real truth and put in a different genre but if you want them to have the real truth you have to be like think about black clansmen like you that. have to be as honest as possible for it then it doesn't matter like yeah. you have to because then no one's gonna believe it you're saying like take black clansmen as an example but that take detroit as an example because that movie went farther than i thought it should be and i was like well if you got to depict high tension racism in the 60s of detroit then yeah you got to be crazy honest with it it depends on, on who's results. writing it. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I think. It's like it depends on who directs. Because think about it. like Quentin Tarantino. Like, can you yeah. all think of a movie that he's written where nobody, where a white person doesn't say nigger? Can you think of one? There's not really any like. So it's like, is that literally necessary? Probably not. Like the the only one where it makes the most sense is Django Unchained. Other than that, yeah. why is him playing himself like he? Well, yeah, cast, he, he yeah. plays himself in Pulp Fiction, and he like, and he randomly calls his girlfriend nigger. Like what? Why? What is the purpose of that? Excuse me. Do, what does that do? But that's so, not like realistic, like historic. So I'm thinking more like historical ways of presenting like troubling issues. Well, history makes sense. So then, especially in fiction, what's the point? Oh yeah, in fiction you don't have to, but if like they want the real truth, you need realistic fiction. So it's like, what's the tea? You gotta be as honest with it as possible and show it as realistically as possible. I That's feel like if the, the if it's like not a person of color talking about a person of color, they have to do actual research and interview real people for 
their scripts. Um, That's what oh, Captain Bigelow did for Detroit. Yeah. And that movie was so good. I haven't uh, watched that still. I need to check it out. It's a, it's a lot to handle. Our it's, boy John Boyega stresses me out. It's, like, it's torture porn, to be honest. Really? High key. So it's like... Like racist torture porn? Oh, it's I it's a based like off a real event. Yeah. yeah. Like it really happened, but the fact yeah. that, you know, it got made and had to be displayed... You know, it's probably, I think it was like Oscar bait, but just because it was so like. It didn't even get nominated for an Oscar, but no one said it was a bad movie. Yeah. Also, they got like real nauseous with the shaky cam. It's like pussies. Oh my god. Anyway, what other movies did I see? Oh! I did see the Yeehaw movie of the year, A Star is Born. Ooh. Ooh, I saw that too. (laughs) Oh, my, I, my friend and I went. And she at first was like, I don't think I'm going to like this movie because it's about country music and I'm not about that. We leave the theater. It's dark as hell outside. She's walking out with her sunglasses. She goes, I am emotionally wrecked. I'm never going to be as happy as them. And I was like, damn it, you're not wrong. That movie was just so nice from beginning to end. And I was like, He was like, it was so good. He was so nice. The beginning is like way better than the end. Not because of what happened in the end, but just how the end you feel i like the beginning i like the second half of the movie's music better but shallows is a bona fide like slap i feel like you're there with her feeling the anxiety on the stage he was like oh yeah by the way i wrote my own verse rearranging with my band and wanted you to perform with me and she's like i just met you one night and we didn't even sleep together i was like damn and then she waited for him to sober up to have sex with him i was like girl you're nice it was so many nice things. He's like, can I take off your eyebrow? And she's like, the fuck? He just did it. It was such a good movie. Shout out to Shangela, the drag queen who was in that movie. Shout out to Willem Bella, who was also in the movie. He was the blonde one. He was like, can you sign my tits? Oh, loved him. It was Sorry. great. Did you like it? Did you see it? I didn't see it. Basically, how the soundtrack also works is they play random clips from the movie, too. So if you don't really want to go see it, just plug your headphones in and listen to the soundtrack from top to bottom. It's like a good hour and a half. That wow. is true. Like, it's like <laughs> the it's abridged weird. version. Who, um, so what's the guy's name in that? That's his name? Brad, Bradley, Bradley Cooper? Cooper Bradley directed Cooper. it. Did he, did he sing all that? Yes, yes. that was him singing. Nice, nice. In I'm interviews, check it out. In oh, interview, secret vocals. Yeah, in interviews, he was like... Um, we and Lady Gaga had this path that I would respect her as an actress and she respected me as a singer and I was like that's so nice their chemistry was like better than his chemistry with like Jennifer Lawrence in mm-hmm. movies and I was like oh my god I was like are they fucking for real <laughs> they're not they're both engaged to random pretty people that's true so good for you acting but Lady Gaga was surprisingly good she might take that Oscar away from Tony Collette for Hereditary I don't know. I don't. I'm so confused as to what Oscar and award seasons will be. Like people talking about buzz, like it makes me so anxious for the actors themselves because I'm just an empathic person. Person, and the fact that they just go on the red carpets and these random ass interviewers are like, "So there's Oscar buzz about your role." Like, what if they don't fucking get it? Like that's just shitty to say. Like then they, then they turn around and be like, "There's a award show buzz for your role." And I was like, "Yeah." Like just like they said, that's a Brooklyn Prince for the Florida project, and she only won the Best Young Actor award, rightfully deserved because she slapped in that role. Yeah, it's just like why can't you just say well, you, your movie is good? 
to say your movie's good. That's all you gotta say. It's like your role was so good. Like. And it's like then thinking about it, um, award season's exciting, but it's just decorating actors. It's like I, it's, it's not really that deep. I love it, but decorate them actors more. That's my favorite time of the year is award seasons. It is, but I'm just like that's one of the main reasons why I want to be a journalist. And it's like I like the entertainment news and like industry news. So be able to go to like like a film festival and like just get there to just review it. <sighs> yeah. It'd be amazing. But I can definitely relate to that. I'm in a music class this semester, which is like one of my favorite classes. It's like music for non-majors, like perceiving music. It's like amazing. We did like a personal essay of a song that like has deep meaning to you. And I flipped out because there's so many songs, but I narrowed it down to Hey Mama by Kanye West. Um. And an argument for like why Kanye West is still one of the greatest MCs. It was a good, I thought it was a good essay. Yeah. And then we also talked about like, because he also teaches a pop and jazz class pop a rock pop and jazz something like that and like he was gonna do his jazz and rock his pop and rock lecture in our class he was like if you talk about elvis i'm gonna walk out of this classroom (laughs) (laughs) we did so yeah but like for reasons why elvis was like popping in the 60s so he was a movie star and he was like the first teen idol i was like yeah but he's also racist yeah it's because he was white like could you imagine women just openly wanted to have sex with elvis presley and that's racist, Loki. What? <laughs> that's like secondhand racism. That's the T. That's the T. And speaking of the T, I I just remembered something that we didn't you, talk about. What you remember? It's the T. Um, I came out recently. Yeah. Yay! So that's cool, right? <laughs> On National Coming Out Day. Yes. Is that it, October 11th? Uh, we can go back to our Texas because that was a wild night. Yeah. <laughs> It was a little, it was a while ago, but I think it was. I, I remember that day because it was also Hallie and Annie's birthday from the Parent Trap, and I, <laughs> <laughs> and I was already thinking about that that day. Wish you remember fictional happened. movie birthdays, but not Jones. <laughs> First of all, I know all your birthdays. April twenty. Excuse me, what? <laughs> April. Hang on. It's March. It's March twenty first, right? Yes, I'm the first day of Aries. Yes, so I knew that March twenty first and August twentieth. Don't I know real birthdays? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. October yeah, congratulations, 11th. you came out. Thanks. Did um, you feel um, liberated? <laughs> I did. I felt good. I mean, I honestly came out in a way. Like in my head, I was like. This is more for like political reasons than for myself because I was fine. I didn't need to tell people, but yeah. I'm like, I want people to know that I'm like on your side or like I'm with you. You know, like I just I wanted that message to at least be out there, and I was glad I did because then like immediately after, did your DM start to pop? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I. That's depressing. In Denver, I opened up my Tinder and it was only men that wanted me, but. Um, <laughs> No, I immediately after one nice. of my coworkers like came up to me and was like, "She's really young," and she was like, "How do I come out to my parents?" And I'm like, "I don't shit, I don't know. I'm not ready for this. I don't oh, have wow. the experience." But I was like, "Just, just tell them. Like, you can't. There's not a way to do it. Like, you'll just do it when it feels good, and then you'll feel better. Like, yeah. even if they're gonna be weird about it, at least you feel better knowing yeah. that that you've said your truth. You know. Mm-hmm. So. It's definitely you know." not easy i don't think because so many people are still close-minded for whatever reason so i support everyone who actually has the 
the courage when yeah. it's hard. Shouts out to all my homies coming out on National Coming Out Day. Yeah. And every other day. Be true to who you are. And that's our Jerome of the Week. <laughs> People who recently came out in 2018. Prosper King and Queens. Thank 2018. 2018. Yeah. But watch I didn't out. make that up. Everybody's but watch out. Next year's 20 by teens. So. <laughs> We're not taking any shit from last year. <laughs> 20 by teens. <laughs> well, um, who's, who's our uh, Dromi of the week? Oh, that was our Dromi of the week. Our Yeet of the week. <laughs> Yeah. Our Yeet of the Week is the hot mess shit that's happened in pop culture since we've been gone for a while. There seems like a lot. So let's go with like the most recent. Bad Baby and Iggy Azalea recently got to a fight. <laughs> and then it transferred to a Twitter war. And it's like, listen here, Iggy Azalea. You're the second Azalea to argue with a child. <laughs> Chill out. Iggy Azalea was attacked by her. Leave her alone. She's doing good. We are not coming for Iggy Azalea. You can yeet Bad Baby, all right? Yeah. Yeet her. Her album 15, though, has some high-key bangers. Gucci flip-flops, Young in Bed. I should get um, you out of this room right now. <laughs> uh, do you trust me with Ty Dolla Signs? She's Ty Dolla Sign, okay, is he just the new chorus boy? Like he Is on he a male Ashanti? Yes. <gasps> he is on everyone's <laughs> everyone's tracks. He got more tracks than Ashanti ever had, to be honest. Like, he's and he's dating Lauren Haragi. Yep. Two, also, three and a half. shout out to Pete Davidson. <laughs> wow, RIP to Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande, but just like every other basic white bitch on Instagram, thank you. Next. <laughs> Literally every girl from my college when that song came out, I was like, honestly, this is a mood. And I was like, Stephanie, do you even have more than three boyfriends who taught you shit? Oh my God. Stop. <laughs> I hate when Twitter talks about breakups or like, or just, I guess, mostly it's Ariana Grande. Like, I hate the way they talked about Mac Miller and shit. Like, everyone's just so dumb. They're yeah. like, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's like fucking dumb. Like, can we just not... Like, why do you have to compare Pete Davidson and Mac Miller? They're two different people. It's two different times. Like, what's going on? Yeah, chill the fuck out. Leave their relationship alone. Yeah. I, think it's, I mean, it, there's nothing to talk about if it's two adults that consenting with each other yeah there's like let's talk shit about drake dating an 18 year old yeah it was born in the 80s and this girl was born in the year 2000 like that don't even make any kind of sense like let's talk about that <laughs> no oh my god my... leave ariana alone oh my god when billy bobby brown was like yeah drake and i text like all the time and i was like stranger ting what if that's his name stranger ting stranger ting <laughs> so anyway that's our Yeet of the Week. Yeah. With Bad Baby and Iggy Azalea. You know, one trying to get, go for her bag and one's just up and coming scrapper. Honestly, <laughs> Bad Baby reminds me of the two girls from Crime Mob. Leave Princess and Diamond out of this! <laughs> but, like, they had a, she had a song track with the CD girl. It's like, wow. CD girls be slapping. I'm ready for more uh, hip-hop duo of women uh, talking about getting money from scamming men and fighting bitches. So, basically, the Claremont twins have to come in with an album. That is salt and pepper back, I think. Well, um, now the, actually, one of them's a, a church lady now, mm. so they ain't never coming back the same way. Damn, they were high key sexual. Yep. Yeah, they were sick. Yep. Just, just make our own hip hop female girl group. Is with, it just me and two different wigs? 
<laughs> I was being like real celebrities, but go off. Uh, that should be the name of the group, me and two wigs. Yeah. <laughs> me and two of the wigs. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't have more than two, so uh, we just got to get that 1998 Parent Trap technology, and we can do this. Litty titty. This isn't, this is not even our end of the year countdown. There's still no. more to come. Yeah. What? We love what? a good countdown. Things to look forward to. Barry Jenkins' latest movie, If Beale Street Could Talk. I'm definitely going to read the book because the book has drama. So I need to be prepared before I go in and start crying. It's fine. It, you know, you're right. I need to see Widows because that recently came out. Spoiler, probably won't see. Need to watch Sorry to Bother You Again because now it's on Hulu. Wow, really? It yes. deadass is on Hulu. And I bought that DVD too. Got a retweet from Boots Riley. Nice. Shout out to Boots. Shout out, Boots. The eternal dromey of forever. Yes. So. When. I'm just going to buy it. But I want to watch Black Klansman again. Because Megan still hasn't seen it. It's so, so good. Everyone does a great it. job. Speaking of the Black-led movies, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is also yes. getting a slap. That's something we have to see. There's no choice not to. We, well, well, to. we should do a whole episode on that. Oh, yeah. I'll just because. <laughs> yeah. Because Miles Morales was modeled after Childish Gambino. That's why they wanted Gambino to play Miles Morales. But he's like, guys, I'm too old. He is. I'm like, he can't be playing the teenagers no more. So now, he's like, I'm a grown man. I have gray hair. <laughs> so now we have Shamik Moore, probably a long-distance cousin who doesn't know it yet. But I'm related to Shamik Moore. <laughs> we both look cool in high tops and dope, so. Oh, my God. Uh, well. This is the part where we plug our stuff. Yes, on on that note, let's uh, give on our, that, our handles. No. Where my, can people find you, Taylor? My Instagram is at underscore Taylor Ryan Moore. So my full name is out there. And then my Twitter, <laughs> if you remember previously, 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 when I was in Twitter jail, what a nice moment of early podcasting that was. <laughs> now I have my regular Twitter back. It's double underscore, so underscore, underscore, Taylor Moore. Um, my LinkedIn is Taylor Ryan Moore. Oh if you want to give me a job, <laughs> LinkedIn. Um, my YouTube. You need to know that. Anyway, Are you what? I'm done plugging my shit in. Where can they find you? To a names. <laughs> boy, you go. <laughs> All right, on a inst- boy. Instagram, you can find me at Alex Dick Dyke, and on Twitter, you can find me at Dyke underscore Alexander. Are you still Big Dyke Energy? Yes, I am. I, I'm ready for a change, though. And at work, I go by Alexander because everyone's really nice and they care and they want to make me feel comfortable. That's How so lovely. cool. I know, so nice. That's great. I love them. And you, where can they find you at? Um, if you want, well, actually, I just changed my Instagram bio to where I have like story highlights now. So there's like clips of the podcast on there if you want to like refresh your mem. memory and uh, go back and see if you want to listen to those episodes again and I have just random other stuff that I've done over the year it's most the the one with the most post is me at home with the cats that's just just saying that and it's at Angela Tortellini also I'm on uh, Twitter at Trash Brownie and you can usually find me thirsting over people that won't acknowledge me (laughs) That's me on Twitter. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Deliciously Right On. Oh, also, before you go, follow our actual podcast Instagram <laughs> at Dro Podcast. Yeah. D R O. You know how to spell podcast. 
<laughs> so. And just, uh, you should look on the hashtag deliciously right on and see what pops up. It's probably just the Instagram. Have, yeah, it should just be us. So, so long. Have fun at Thanksgiving. Be nice to your, your family unless they're Nazis. Don't be and don't go out on Black Friday. Yeah. If you have heartburn, make sure you take some Tums or a Prilosec. <laughs> eat a lot of food that day. Um, and clean your toilet bowl after you shit in it. Because it's going to be wild in there. Bye. <laughs>